What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. With the world of comic books and pop culture ever-changing, how are fans meant to keep up with the trends in the industry? Is the new event from the Big Two worth reading? What's the story on that show from that network about that hero from that comic book? Can I trust a movie review from someone who hasn't even read the source material? We have the answers you seek. These are my Big Fat Pull List's current issues. Welcome to my Big Fat Pull List third installment of Current Issues, where your hosts talk about what they think are the most important news items going on in the world of comic books and pop culture. These topics are carefully absorbed and run through an extensive gauntlet of geekery to be presented to you, the listener. Welcome to the year 2020. I'm Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. And I'm Marv Danger. Dr. Impact is on assignment. Our top stories for this episode include taking a look at Harley Quinn, from the DC Universe streaming service. Blasting off into the black with Firefly from Boom Studios. And doing the time warp again as Marvel Comics attempts to predict the future with a new offering of 2099 Tales. From this moment on, spoilers are in effect. In the show notes for this episode on our website, we will have listed the time code for each of these segments. So, if you do not want to be spoiled by something that we're talking about, just skip ahead, go watch, read, or do what you have to, and then finish the episode later. You have been warned. Marv Danger here on an exciting report on the life and crimes of... The nefarious Harley Quinn. Once more, we return to the realm of the DC Universe app. Dr. Harleen Quinzel has been to DC what Deadpool has been to Marvel. And just like him, DC has begun plastering her everywhere, including getting her own animated show on their exclusive app. Is it good enough to stand on its own merits? Or will it be the cartoon equivalent of the Suicide Squad movie? Ugh. I shudder to think. Indeed. Created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm for the Batman animated series, Harley Quinn is pretty often dismissed as just kind of a sidekick or girl joker. And uh, I think that's really unfair. She's actually much more of a deeper character than some are willing to give her credit for. Oh, yeah. Because originally I thought that mostly, too. Like, you know, I've seen all of it. I, as not a DC person, had to do some research for this because going into it, I just know Harley Quinn from Batman the animated series. Right. But she has gone through a lot of things, and I think it's amazing. I think yeah. they took what could have been just an easy mascot character and made her complex, and I can really appreciate that. For a character born from a TV show and then developed through the comics, which mm-hmm. is the vice versa, it's pretty awesome how like they really gave her a lot of depth in the comics. We have to give that, that animated series credit, too, oh, because yeah. oh, absolutely. she could have just been the sidekick character. Actually, she was just going to be the sidekick character. Mm-hmm. But she became a fan favorite 
So they decided, well, oh hell, okay, we gotta we gotta build this character up. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at her first appearance in the cartoon series and then compare it to three seasons down the down the road when she's actually teamed up with like Poison Ivy. Po- with Poison Ivy and things yes. like that. The character is it is not completely different. It's evolved. And that's the thing I appreciate about stuff from our generation, our era of yeah. geekery. Batman the animated series is responsible for creating a Harley Quinn that when she's done right today, I'm still interested in her. I'm not all that interested in the version that the film series has given us. I, I hate the interpretation in Suicide Squad. That's what, that was going to be my question. Like, what versions do you like? You don't so, like, like her a pop culture song going while she does a little striptease and gets dressed? For me, that's not who Harley Quinn is. In front of a bunch of army guys, don't forget. So it's even and more inappropriate. Suicide Squad movie so, yeah. people, uh, yes. Again, it's it was sexualizing a character yeah. that doesn't need to be, be sexualized. sexualized. Oh, 100% agree. Anytime, actually, anytime Warner Brothers Animation does something with Harley that is connected to her Batman the Animated Series roots... It's a home run for me. Perfect example is Batman and Harley Quinn, the animated film. A pairing that you would not think would work, but it's the original voice cast of the animated series. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it fits into the continuity of that universe of animated adventures. Also, it's it's edgier. It's it's not full on rated R, Mm -hmm. but it is a hard PG-13 and you're you're able to see a character who also has jo- dropped the Joker. She's done with it. She's, yeah. she's trying to go legit. Mm-hmm. Well, let me counterpoint by stroking my illustrious neckbeard, tipping my hat to you, <laughs> because she has sexual encounters with one Dick Grayson in it, so she is just a whore after all anyway. Well, she's not a whore. She's a woman who knows what she wants. She's an adult. <laughs> You, you can harumph, harumph all you want. Are you saying Dick Grayson's not an attractive male? How dare you? He <laughs> right. Dick is out of the DC universe. Like he's a stud. Well, I mean, come on. Right now, him. he's he's with Starfire. So, so besides that, I have not been able to. I still don't have the DC app. Mm-hmm. I know you do not have the DC. app. No, Starfy. I do. He does. You do now. I do. Yeah. So I'm uh, the odd man out. My story is, is that it was bitch. it was easier to go back and review some of these DC comics we've been talking about, say like Green Lantern and some other stuff. So I just getting the app. Yeah. And it was actually okay. for our uh, mm-hmm. Infinite Crisis. I was like, I couldn't get the book. St. Louis was sold out. So <laughs> DC app, seven bucks. All right. Mm-hmm. I was able to read every issue. Okay. So well, okay. Let me give but a quick. Have you watched? I have. I'm, I'm caught up. Yeah, so we've I'm watched... the guy who's not seen anything. Correct. All right. Yep. All right. Let me give a, a, a an update too, um, and then I will get back to my script. The DC app actually has added a search feature now, which I'm able to use to search comic books I want. Sweet. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I, I it has honestly improved a lot. Now, when you go into things, there's still like, you know, I want to watch an animated movie, and it's still all over the place is what is where. Gotham by Gaslight, but then Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. It's like, why are they next to each other? They're not. Anyway. But if you know what you're looking for, you can find it. Because now I was able to find JLA Classified with the Hitman follow-up. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. The show is developed by Justin Halpern, Patrick Schumacher, and Dean Lorty. Uh, The Harley Quinn show explores kind of what Harley does after breaking up with Joker. That's essentially the first episode. Including a full cast of Batman rogues and actually surprisingly famous actors, Harley Quinn 
is a great follow-up to the Doom Patrol in regards to the quality of a show that an app can produce. Now, for, it's a, it is a cartoon. Yes, it is a mind cartoon. You. So, and but right it's away, rated R. Oh, it's it's extremely it's rated hard R. R. It's yeah. a hard R. Oh, it's a hard R. <laughs> the, the best thing about the first episode is that when you first meet Harley Quinn, she's in the onesie that you know her from from Batman in the animated series. Yep. Mm-hmm. The black and, and then things go sideways, and she ends up in the outfit from Suicide Squad, kind of their way of like connecting it. Well, a little bit yes and no. I, it's more of That's the, the comics because it. it's not the daddy's little monster oh, sure. thing. Yeah, it's, it's more of the comics. Right. She's it's, in it's spandex more, the whole like, time, and it's more like okay. the deck of cards where it's like um whatever the suits you know where it's got like spades and hearts and diamonds. Yeah, that right. kind of stuff mm-hmm. on it. So, well, I can understand the need to want to keep the imagery relatable to the other mm-hmm. mediums that she's in, the characters in. Yeah, because you know they want the synergy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from a business standpoint. And I hate the fact that I know that. Yeah, well. But because I just want to be able to enjoy things. But we live in a war- we live in a corporate world. Yep. And it's all about trying to make money. So if she looks a little bit like the version in the film series, that's that's fine as long as her character is still well represented. Yeah, it is, and it's also voiced by uh, Kaylee Coco. From Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, mm-hmm. but from Big Bang Theory. So the voice kind of really matches the character. It does have like an all star cast. I it saw does. quite a few advertisements for mm-hmm. it before it launched. Like Dietrich Bowder yeah. from <laughs> from the Drew Carey show. show. Oh, yeah. Is Batman. Yeah. Well, that's great. He's a phenomenal Batman. He's a callback because he was also Batman in Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah. A criminally underrated animated show. See, I've, I've never watched Brave it's and the Bold. Super fun. All right. Yeah. Your seal of approval. I'll make sure that I put it it's, on my it's, list to it's watch. Brave and the Bold is good. Okay. It's worth it. Uh, it's, the animation always looked really that was my first campy turn off. to me. So I was like, forever. this but looks it, like it's geared towards kids. The show is campy in the most best way possible oh okay all right all right aquaman is a scene stealer in that whole series <laughs> okay and his tales of adventure yeah it's got uh alan tudyk plays a multitude of characters yes he's the yeah. joker and he plays a good joker yes okay okay he's yeah. also clayface <laughs> and calendar man is in it and yeah. he is calendar man wow and the kite Kite Man. Kite Man. He's one of my favorite guys ever. Oh, Kite Man. Yeah, he's horribly awesome. But that's not Alan Tudyk. It's not Alan Tudyk, sorry. Uh, It's like Jim, isn't Jim Rash? uh, He's the Riddler. Oh, he's he's the Riddler. Riddler, That that just screams perfect casting to me. Mm -hmm. Like, the voices are phenomenal for that cartoon. Yep. Because, you know, some of our other, uh, some of our listeners out there, Jim Rash was the dean (laughs) on Community, Mm -hmm. but he's also currently the voice of Gyro Gearloose on the new DuckTales series Mm -hmm. as well. Ron Funches? I'm I'm just gonna guess that's right. Uh, a comedian I find very funny. He does a couple of bits on wrestling that I enjoy. He is on there as King Shark. <laughs> King Shark has skills in the hacking world. Yeah, he they, instead of instead of being like the muscle, which he is, he's their like tech guy. He still is the muscle. <laughs> yeah, he's still the but muscle, he's but he's more like, of the tech guy. Yeah, type his little laptop. Okay, mm-hmm. All right. Jason Alexander's in it as uh, Poison Ivy's landlord, Cy. Borgman. That's the part that you kind of glossed over is that Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are roommates. Yes. Yeah, well, thing. I was going to get to, we're okay. kind of naming people. Okay, yeah. Poison we're Ivy doing the honestly, name dropping game. Yeah, yeah. Poison Ivy is done by Lake Bell. Yeah. I don't Wow, okay. And then like just some other people they have for voice acting, Wanda Sykes. Okay. She's yeah, she there. In. There's also Wayne Knight yeah. is on it. Wow. Yeah. He right. is the penguin. Yeah. And He's that fantastic. is perfect. Yeah. So yeah, there is a very good cast. Of so there's voices. also a. It feels to me like it's also a heavy comedy vibe as well. Yes, they do a really good job of mixing it 
back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for example, Wayne Knight was Penguin. Right. It was when you introduce Penguin, it's his nephew's birthday. No. His be- nephew's bar mitzvah. Or bar mitzvah. Sorry, ah, not birthday bar mitzvah. Yeah, gotta be, yeah be sorry. That's and, and, and so they invite some of like the rogues gallery for the bar mitzvah. So, so the whole thing takes place at like a reception hall yeah. during so a bar mitzvah. The show essentially is Harley realizing Joker doesn't love her and he's just using her. And then her deciding she's going to upstage him as being Gotham's premier supervillain. And what's the best way to do that? To get into the Legion of Doom. Oh, Lord. Yeah, because she's... she's <laughs> Poison they Ivy's, do show up. Poison Ivy's <laughs> convincing her, you don't need Joker. Joker is very abusive to you. Yes. You can stand on your own. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'll help you through this. And so Harley Quinn's kind of like, oh, I know what I need. And Poison Ivy's like, you don't need that. And she's like, I need like a crew. And Poison Ivy's like, you don't need a crew. So Harley Quinn's like, I'm going to get a crew together and runs out and gets a crew. Yes. So that's the comedy part of it. All right. Like, Poison Ivy is me. Yeah. She's like she, the anchor. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Literally every time she's like, d- exactly what Smurf said, don't do this. And Harley Quinn's like, but yeah. if I did, there's a there's a running gag for the first three episodes that uh, she's gonna steal a nuke, <laughs> and then threaten and blackmail the city, for what you might ask, to have a highway named after her. Yeah, that sounds like Harley. Yeah. There's a lot of great characters like Maxie Zeus shows up. Yeah, Jeez. Maxie Zeus is a motivational speaker for villains. For villains, so Harley goes to his speech to figure out how to become a better supervillain. All right. <laughs> so I was planning on getting rid of my HBO because it's the most expensive streaming service yeah, I get have. The DC app. Since the DC app is only half of yeah. what I'm spending on HBO, mm-hmm. I know where that money's going to mm-hmm. go now. Right, so I, I won't spoil too much more like with Doom Patrol. I prefer people to watch it and oh, let right, me know right. what you think. But the first episode to me is the, I don't even want to say worst, but it is the one I like, like the least. It's the one that's supposed to grab you. So it suffers from what I call edgyitis, mm. where it's like, now we're going to say, get ready to bleep, a lot. And there's going to be real gratuitous violence. Like, they break some guy's arm with a hand. She break, she hits him with a hammer, breaks his arm or his leg, and the bone snaps out. And it, like, oh, wow. through the okay. skin and blood. Yeah, and blood's there's everywhere. Blood. Yeah. yeah, I think Joker That's melts. That's that hard R. Yeah. yeah. I think Joker melts someone with, like, a gas a lot bomb. Of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of guys get shot. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and, and like, like, it's, like, brutally shot. Yeah, and it's, like, that's the the... the pinnacle of the edgyitis and from there it's a fun slide into what i like because honestly the main draw of this show to me isn't the super villainy it's the people because it's very much a people show it's also real world scenarios like joker's headquarters gets damaged so he's arguing with construction workers about like <laughs> it costs how much to build it. You know, it's an abandoned amusement park. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. And like, yes. And he's arguing with these construction <laughs> workers about work faster. And he's like, "Do you know what I could do to you?" And he's like, "I can't kill the foreman. Then it won't get finished." So you're just like, "Yeah, if I kill the foreman, yeah. I'm never going to get another one to come <laughs> right. out here with a crew." Right. And, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like what he kind of Joker goes back and forth. Oh, so with. what we're saying is, is that super villains are people too. too. Yes. Exactly. Which exactly. Is part of the humor where you can't help but laugh. Yeah. And and honestly, the. It feels like they keep people well-balanced. Yes. Okay. Like, Poison Ivy is a legit threat. There's one of my favorite lines of the whole show is Harley Quinn after getting out, and she's in uh, Poison Ivy's apartment, which Poison Ivy loves her apartment. Poison <laughs> Ivy has a roommate named Frank the Plant. He's a Venus flytrap who's sassy. <laughs> he is, that is the best way to describe him. He is sassy. Yeah. And she just looks at her and goes, we should team up. And, and Poison Ivy's like, no, we're not going to do that. And she goes, why not? With your complete mastery over all plant life on Earth and my acrobatics, we could rule Gotham. And she's like, yeah, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrific. I'm excited for this Friday's episode. Each episode drops on a Friday. Okay. We are, I think we're halfway through. Uh, I think there's 13 or 
12 or 13 episodes. I think we're on six. Is it five or six? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Definite recommend. <laughs> this jerk got me hooked on it, and I get to like the last episode, and I'm like, cool. Why, why, why doesn't it say next after this episode? He's like, oh, no more came out yet. What do you mean no more came out yet? I was very angry. You have to it wait almost, a week. N- n- how dare he? Yeah. No. What? I love. I was mad. I will say, I also, like, he hasn't shown up that much, but James Gordon as this oh, man. hyper-caffeinated, <laughs> yeah. angry he is, police chief he's the who cop. just wants to befriend Batman yeah. is great. Because, like, Batman's bringing Harley Quinn in for something, and, and Gordon shows up. He's like, ah! And then she, they leave, like, she leaves or somehow, and then he's like, you know, Batman, we're having kind of a get-together at my place Friday. It's kind of like a, a potluck, but you, you don't have to bring anything. He's like, are you interested? And you just hear Diedrich Baker, no. And then he's, he's gone. The best is he's drinking a cup of coffee. He's got the cigarette with him. <laughs> yeah. And he's just flickering the bad signal off and on. Like, he's just, like, flicking it. And he's like, I don't even know if Batman cares anymore. I wish he did care. He's, yeah, he's kind of and a nihilist. Because he's, yeah, he's just, like, a cop who just, you can tell after being in Gotham for songs, like, I hate my life. I hate my job. I hate everything. And then Batman shows him. He's like, oh, hey, best friend Batman. And then, like, Batman's kind You're of You're the only gone. light in the darkness yeah. of my life. And that's yeah. just so great about it. Well, like, it, it kind of contrasts Teen Titans Go. Like, if you yeah. ever see Gordon and Batman in Teen Titans Go, they're always best friends. They never have dialogue. They're just, they, like, point to things, and then they laugh together. And it's the reverse of that, yeah. and I appreciate it a lot. Gentlemen, I hope, uh, well, actually, just Mr. X, because Smurfy's already watched it with me. I hope you'll give it a chance. It's definitely worth I'm it. I'm sold. You, you sold me on it. Actually, you sold me about five minutes ago. Yeah. He had a, he kind of had to force me to watch it because I was like everyone else. I'm um, like Harley Quinn. Don't care. I don't want to give her any more money. Mm-hmm. I hate what they've done with it. And he's like, just watch it. So he made me sit down and watch the first episode. Like he literally sat next to me and made me watch the first episode. Right. And I'm not lying. I was pretty much playing on my phone, and then slowly the phone kind of like disappeared. And finally that, put the phone yeah, down. Like, and it was the first episode too, which I was like, yeah, man, it's kind of all right. And he's like, wait to the next one. And I think it's actually the third episode. Where uh, what's what's his name? The little short guy who's crazy. Oh, Doctor Psycho. Doctor Psycho's fighting Wonder Woman and drops the c word. Yeah, and it's caught on TV. And so the whole episode's about him getting like a mediaist being like, "How can we save your image? It, it, because do whatever you will. Yeah, but you can't say. Yeah, the they're like c-word. you can't say the c word, especially to Wonder Woman, man. So he's like, well, now like he walks into a bar, he's getting booed. So he's trying to get his reputation back up. Right. <laughs> that's when Harley Quinn's like, ooh. This guy's bottom of the barrel. He'll join my crew. (laughs) Yeah, so after watching a lot of the promotional advertisements for it, I was interested in seeing it simply because of the voice cast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now that I know that, A, it's a hard R, Mm -hmm. and it's I've I've been enjoying animation taking that road because it it opens a lot of different doors. It does. But the fact that it is a satire Mm -hmm. makes me even more interested, so I will definitely be checking it out. Yeah. If you're out there and you're watching Harley Quinn, what are you thinking of it? I'm really digging it. Why don't you hit us up on all our social media platforms? Facebook, the Twitter streams, Instadoodles. Why don't you take a picture of you standing next to a picture of Harley Quinn the show and tag us in it? This just in, the brown coats are attacking. The brown coats are attacking. If you're not in shelter, get there quick tight folks they finally brought back firefly unfortunately it's not in television form it is in comic book form so it's fortunate because i feel like you have a lot more ground to do this book which came out in november 14th 2018 written by greg pack with executive producer joss whedon (gasps) 
He spoke he, his name. Yeah. He said the guy. You say it two more times, he'll show up. Really? Don't. No. no. Man, I'm all excited. Thanks, guys. You know, they brought it back, and the story continues off. Now, if you guys go to Wikipedia or the internet, they're going to say it takes place, you know, after the movie, and it's all continuity. It is. However, this story actually takes place after the TV show, before the movie. Right. So you have the kind of like the OG gang back together. Everyone's in it. Uh, Shepard's in it. Wash is in it. Everyone's kind of there. And uh, the story starts out. They're flying, and they lose an engine, of course, because that's what Serenity is. It's kind of like the Millennium Falcon. It's kind of a hunk of junk that they're kind of getting by with duct tape and bubble gum. Right, right. So lose an engine, forced to crash, see if we can get a new one, and everything just turns south right away. So right away, I was kind of like, all right, I'm already in it. Like You find out that Mel and uh, Zoe are wanted for war crimes. War crimes, yeah. Yeah, war being, crimes. being a brown coat. And so they're going back to calling all that stuff. And not then, even it's not even because of being a brown. No, coat. it's because during the war, they blew up a, a hospital. hospital. Yeah, a hospital full of soldiers, right. doctors, and nurses. And you don't find that out though for a while. Like you no, don't well, find yeah, that information right. out right away. Right, you just hear war crimes. And uh, since they land, like typical any almost episode of Firefly, if you watch the show, if you haven't, I recommend going out and watching it. They're like, we need money. How do you get money? You do a job. You do a job. And so they're like, is it okay. going to be legal or illegal? Th- they don't really care. Do you yeah. get money? Yeah, either that's way, and that's the thing. Right. So they're on they're on kind of like a mud ball planet like they normally land on, mm-hmm. and they find some people. Like, they walk into a bar. Somebody cusses. I think it's Jane. And a guy walks up, and Jane punches his lights out because he swore. And these guys are kind of like super kind of like Catholic, if you were, super religious. And after the guy gets punched out, he's like, Eureka, these are the guys we need. They hire them to escort these guys to their holy, grand, their yeah, holy it's, land. It's, it's a, a religious group who are, yeah. who are on a pilgrimage. To this holy site because the planet's name is like New Bethlehem or something. Yeah, it's, like it's, that. it's New Bethlehem, okay. and they are Moriah, which Mal keeps calling them Moriah. He's like, it's Moriah, and they're like Moriah, and he's like, whatever. Right. So they kind of get hired to go. Well, of course, you know, protection. Yeah, for protect- protection. Yeah, they're running protection because okay. they're like, we need muscle. Having kind of go south, <sighs> of course, like it always does in fire. Because you got to. It, it has yeah. to go south. So we're being chased by unificators. Which are the fraction of like the alliance that the Browncoats fought against back in the wars. And they are papering the planet that they landed on that Mal and Zoe are wanted for war crimes. Yeah, the Unificators yeah. are basically like a special ops team that goes out and hunts down the war crimes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so there's a bunch of them out there, but we're we're focused on this one group. And it's a, it's not a small group, too. It's a pretty oh, yeah, pretty big group. Pretty like there's group. several guys. Like it's not just like one or two guys as a bounty hunter. It's probably about Good twelve or so hunting these hunting down Mel and his crew. Well, there's also bandits on the planet. So before you know it, the bandits are trying to get them, which is why they're you know they're they're fighting. That goes back and forth. The whole story with the bandits is fantastic because the one guy finds out that uh, Mel was a brown coat, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, I kind of believed in your guys' cause. You guys are kind of good after they kind of like they fight and they lose." And he's like, "So I'm I'm out." The second command of the gang is like, "You're worthless. You're out. We're gonna go back and rob these guys." So you have that going on. You have the unificators coming for him. You have the pilgrimage going on, and the story just continues to get worse and worse. There's a lot of layers going on, which is appreciated, especially if you read it in a chunk. If you're right. reading it month to month, uh, sometimes it could get a little tedious. It's even kind of confusing when you're reading it in a chunk because there's so much flip flopping with people kind of joining up and well, you've deals got all going these storylines going through. So yeah. many storylines going on, and it's then hard the, to keep track of everybody. And then they flash back too. To the war, right? So you right. gotta understand where uh, the moon, where Moon's coming from. Where Boss, Boss, yeah, Boss moon, moon, the head unificator of this this squad, mm-hmm. uh, she was there at the Battle of Serenity as right. well, where where Mal was. Uh, the thing is, though, is that they Mal and Zoe didn't know that they were blowing up a, a hospital. hospital, right? Because it was war. 
it, they had it no was, idea it was, kind it of was a mistake. Yeah. It was an accident. They feel horrible about yes. it after the fact, right. but at the time, it wasn't a malicious thing that they were trying to do. They weren't like twirling their mustaches. Yeah. Right, exactly. Oh, we've gotten the children. They, <laughs> they weren't. They weren't Joker, like purposely blown right. up a hospital. It right. was just like a casualty of war, and they feel horrible about it. And their, their past keeps coming back to haunt them over and over again, and mm-hmm. suddenly they have to face it. Right. Uh, and, and like all good stories, Boss Moon and Mal, who hate each other at first have to put aside their differences to work together to survive. Then they kind of start seeing each other's perspective. Uh, uh, Zoe, who just wants to get her captain back, ends up becoming the leader of the new resistance. Yeah, Yeah. the new 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 browncoats. The new new browncoats. (laughs) And a war almost starts to break out. And and this is how serious the, uh, I, I guess you would say, the feelings of the war the previous war it's it's still lingering and it's yeah. still festering so to sum it up pretty much mal and uh you know moon have to go off and they're doing their thing she at first is like hey i'm gonna take you in to get kind of like cryo frozen we're gonna turn you in for a reward so only to kind of save everything because bandits keep attacking them over and over again and the the bad guys actually help out mel and them because the pilgrimage catholic people mm-hmm. need a sacrifice when they finally get to their holy land and who they're gonna sacrifice but Mel and his team. Yeah. So, damn religious zealots. Yeah, yeah, damn religious zealots, right? I don't think Jane would let so, that happen. Now, unlike the show, River is like, she's out of it, but a little bit more with it. Mm-hmm. And she's spinning tales to kind of help them get out of trouble, which is actually kind of fun to see. Like, she actually tells them, because at one, one point they're looking for Zoe's husband, Wash, because they're like, hey, you're connected to her. We're going to get you. You're also wanted. She convinces them that Jane's Wash. <laughs> so, and Jane's yeah. arguing against it, and it turns, and they end up arresting Jane. They kind of buy Mel more time to run away, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like I don't like everybody gets something to do, yeah, which which is good. It's great. It's something that you have to when you have an ensemble cast like this. Yeah, you have to be able to juggle everything. Mm. The interesting thing about this is that some of the characters, specifically River, yeah. River is written as if this is the River after the film, where she's more coherent. Yes, yeah. which is which she's is- she's not she's not totally coherent, but mm-hmm. she's more coherent. Than she was in the thirteen episodes yes. of the series, because she says stuff that is relevant later on. Yeah, like she'll also walk by and she'll just be like something like uh, "wolves and sheep," and you're like, "What?" And then a conversation happens, and one of the guys ends up with going, "Hey, man, you're the wolf or you're the sheep," and you're like, "Oh, she kind of foresaw that conversation yeah. happening." It can be considered a little confusing. The interesting thing about it is, is that before this series started, Dark Horse actually owned the rights of producing all of Joss Whedon's stuff. Okay. They were pushing out Firefly miniseries mm-hmm. that were taking place after the events of the film. Okay. So you got to see more things happening to the characters that survived that movie. Right. And if you haven't seen the movie or the show, what are you doing with your life? Once Boom acquired the rights, they decided, hey, there's this big chunk of time that we can explore between the end of the series and the beginning of the movie. Which hasn't been touched on at all. Right. At so all. so right. this is this is a great fertile ground to go to. The cool thing about it too, though, is that they took all of the Dark Horse material and they republished it in trade paperbacks so that if you and I don't know if they're considering everything canon. Okay. I, I kind of feel like they are if they're taking the time to preserve the stuff that Dark Horse did and re-putting it out. I mean, it could just be to make more money. Right. And, and maybe that might be part of the motivation. Okay. But the fact that they're saying, hey, read this stuff too. It's good. Maybe it's all in canon. And if it is all in canon, this makes the Firefly universe even that much more richer, which I'm 
I, I'm definitely appreciative of because I love the movie, I love the TV series, and I loved all of the dark horse stories that they were telling. This is like a puzzle. They're filling in more pieces for you. Right. Like we have kind of the corners. Now they're filling in the center part, which is making that world more complete. So I want to know yeah. more about Shepard Book. That's something that yes. was yeah. never and he, covered. Yeah. And, and Just kneecaps are fuzzy and, in the Lord's eye. That yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? It's yeah. like the most you get out of him. And, yeah. and you know what? In this comic, they like they really haven't expanded on him yet, but they do expand on a few other characters, which is kind of cool. But right. you're right. I want more Shepard. I want Shepherd more Book stories. is like yeah. the Wolverine yeah. before Wolverine Origins. He is the Wolverine character where his 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 past is shrouded in mystery. Yeah. Right. But uh and the reason why I picked it up is because I knew it was kind of all in continuity and they were gonna fill more pieces yeah. to the universe. So I was like, oh cool, Firefly, I'll, I'll I'll buy it. And so far, it's been like a long going story. Like there is no like, oh, okay, like issues one through seven is a story, then we have a time lapse. So far it's all continuous since it's just one long running story. Yeah, one story flows into yep, another, another story, story flows into right. another. This is one of the things that I love about the comic book medium is that you, they can take a favorite movie, a favorite show that might have ended early, or you just want to know more about these characters. And there's no budget. You no, don't right. have to. You're, you're not constrained by the budget of a film or a television or studio. special effects. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the special effects are however the artist's Artist. imagination yep. can can get as wild as he wants. Theoretically, your special effects are uh, if we can give you the green light, you can put it in there. Do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciate stuff like this, and I appreciate them building on the bad guys more because you're like, oh, oh yeah. it's something else we haven't seen. Uh, tensions are high. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like. Uh, I could go on and on about it because it does. It, the story just keeps building up and more and more. Where it's like the show, you're like, "How are they going to get out of this mess?" One mess kind of ends, but not really. Before you know, it, they're in a bigger, more escalated mess, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "Oh crap!" I love it though, and I'm gonna keep reading it till they stop writing it. So, I'd probably pick up the trades of these honestly because I want more of it. But this isn't something I feel is an every issue thing for me. Mm, no like, way, yeah. Like Ghostbusters is. Ghostbusters, I want the trades and every issue. Right. This, I could think I could get away with just, you know, the trades. I kind of read it in chunks. The only thing I'm kind of mad about with the comic is that I feel like the, the last four or five pages of the book is not, there's nothing about the comic at all. It's like notes to the editor, notes to the writer, some advertisements for the comics. For stuff. Yeah. I mean, because it's a fast read, but then I'm like, oh, the last four or five pages I'm paying well, for. Well, you got to realize Boom isn't as big as Marvel and DC. True. So they, so they got to make their money somehow. They got to they put out that advertising for their right. own stuff. They have to toot their horn mm-hmm. to get people interested in more of their stuff. And I understand it. We're a year into the the publication. There's, there's 12 issues out. And, uh, Sort of a there, tie-in well, one Well, there's shot. yes, there's a there was. Uh, we're actually getting ready to have our second tie-in one shot, oversized. I guess you'd call it the annual. Yes, yeah, even though they're right, not, it's not calling, calling it an annual, it's not labeled annual. It's not labeled an but, annual, but it uh, is important to the storytelling, though. Right, everything is important. Everything matters. Exactly. Uh, I'm looking forward to where they take the take the book. As long as it's interesting and as long as it's Firefly, I'll keep picking it up. Have you been reading Firefly from Boom Studios? If so. What do you think of the series so far? Hit us up on all of our social media, all at the same time. I know you can do it. Yeah, you get two hands. You can hit us up. You can multi-screen, multiple tabs. There you go. There you go. They can do that. Mm -hmm. Mr. X here with a news bulletin. The new Marvel 2099? In 1992... Marvel Comics created an imprint line that allowed readers a glimpse into the future. The year was 2099, and the world had no heroes. Just like the original Marvel Comics of the 1960s, there was a bold new landscape to explore, introducing new versions of Spider-Man, The Punisher, Hulk, Ghost Rider, and the X-Men. Even though the line only lasted a few years, 
The impact it had on a generation of comic readers was undeniable. Over the years, Marvel has tried to recapture some of the glory from the 2099 line, and their most recent attempt, taking place in the latter months of 2019, was an ambitious one. But was it enough? Did it live up to the expectations of readers? Let's delve into a segment entitled, This is What You Call Marvel 2099? I feel before we get into that, we should let people know that we actually do a pretty deep dive on 2099 in our archives, which you can listen to. Yes, there will be a link in the show notes to this. Uh, if you weren't going to bring it up, I was going to, yes. One of the reasons why this is my segment for this episode of Current Issues is because we just spent so much time on the subject of the original 1990s 2099 comic line that we all talked about how this new storyline, all of the, whatever the hell this was going to be, because we didn't know what it was going to be when we were recording that particular episode, mm -hmm. we were very excited specifically me because you know this this is my jam because of how deep we did dive in that episode i felt like i needed to cover the current 2099 storyline because it's wow wow now it's 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 a wow because there was so much hype built up on this i mean the the advertising campaign marvel put out was and remember this is late summer of 2019 marvel has been celebrating its 80th anniversary mm -hmm. the advertisement was 80 years ago it was 1939 80 years from now it will be the year 2099 oh, and they actually use the original font hmm. from the original run of 2099 comics because ever since then they've been changing the font because it's not really been that particular 2099 so there's that hype and then we find out the story is actually going to be spilling out of Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, it's not just, hey, we're doing a miniseries that has no connection whatsoever to anything else. It matters because it has Peter Parker involved and then Miguel O'Hara from 2099 is going to be traveling back in time and something's happening to the future. The future is in danger. 2099 is in trouble. Problem about the future is everything in the present changes it. Technically speaking, once upon a time, the 2099 stuff was considered the future of Marvel, right. but mm -hmm. then it was like, oh no, it's just a alternate, possible future. Like an alternate So it became future. a part of the multiverse. Got you. But during Dan Slott's Spider-Verse storyline and his run on Superior Spider-Man, we learned that 2099, where this version of Miguel O'Hare that we were introduced during Spider-Verse, this is the future. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, boom. If anything happens in the present, this is going to get affected. It's one of the reasons why during uh, Slot's original stuff, Spider-Man 2099 was actually sent back in time to protect Tyler Stone's grandfather, Tiberius Stone. And we saw the formation of Alchemex in present-day Marvel. Yeah. Because Alchemex in the future, I mean, Alchemex is Amazon. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. it's Amazon <laughs> and Walmart put together. Well, don't give them ideas. <laughs> What are you doing? And then, of course, you know, uh, Spider-Man 2099, Miguel spent a lot of time in present day, actually had a handful of ongoings, right. had adventures, fell in love. Got a new suit. Got a new suit that not it's, a lot of people were crazy don't about. Don't bring that up. Okay. And then went back to the future. And we were supposed to be done with that. But he has reappeared. And this is the same Miguel who had all those adventures and know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. 
And as he's trying to get in contact with Spider-Man, Peter, things are happening in Peter's life that are evidently going to be the thing that affect the future. Huh. Now, this is all an amazing Spider-Man. This is all right? taking yes. place Not in... Superior, I'm just saying. No, no, no. no, no. no. This is the, was a while this ago. current stuff. Right, I just want, I just want to make uh, sure. Basically, know... the story, the 2099 is in trouble storyline took place in Amazing Spider-Man issue 32 through 36. Okay. Then there was the 2099 Alpha and Omegas that were basically right. the bookends for the whole thing. Okay. And then there were seven one-shots. Yes. Fantastic Four 2099, Got Conan 2099, Punisher 2099. Ghost Rider 2099, Venom 2099, Doom 2099, got it, got it, and Spider Man 2099. Got it, got it. Conan just seems weird. Sorry, like that's just like oh, and we'll we'll get to that. Okay. So when you look at the checklist, it's interspersed. It's like okay, so there's an issue of Amazing Spider Man, then a couple of these one shots, an issue of Amazing Spider Man, a couple of these one shots. So you're led to believe like oh wow, so we're gonna it's this whole nice it all matters. It all matters. I didn't think that. Guess what? It doesn't. If you only read the Amazing Spider-Man stuff, you're not lost. Oh, man, it's kind of a bummer. At all. So it's also kind of nice. As of right now, in the comic book, Peter Parker is dealing with the fallout of losing his doctorate. Because it's been discovered that there might have been some plagiarism going on. They essentially said, you know what? All of your research to get your doctorate is... From Otto Octavius. Yep. I, I Which thought, is genius because it, it is. Because I, it was, yes. I thought you meant like doctors and like Doogie Howser MD, like, sorry, Peter, you have to switch doctors. United no, no, Healthcare he, is no longer he, your he, provider. No, no, he it's like, have oh, to God. Switch doctors. That guy so got, one of the first things. Okay. That, That's why I was so confused. I was like, who cares? No, no, one oh, of the first things Otto Octavius did when he took over the mine right. was, was like, you're not a. You're going to graduate. Yeah. This is embarrassing for me. Right. And I'm going to justify it right now. It's one of the reasons why Superior Spider Man is an excellent comic book. Yeah. Peter is back at, at school. He's he's going through the process of getting his degree again. His research partner has created a device that can predict the future by peering into multiple realities. Oh. Realities that are close, that, that I guess on the vibrational frequency are the closest to ours, mm-hmm. so that those outcomes would be the closest to what you would predict in our reality. Okay. Now, the thing is, is that he can only look into it about 10 minutes into the future. Not really that big. And that's where Peter comes in. He's like, I need you to find a bigger power source because as of right now, this is just a cute little thing to where I can predict. I can, I can do the whole, I can write stuff on a card and I know what you're going to say, but that's a parlor trick. So we need something bigger. I don't know if I can get a cab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or if my yeah. food's going to be on time. That's about it. Also, right now in the Marvel Universe, there is a, a war of ruin between Latveria and its neighboring country. I guess you would pronounce it Scamaria, something like that. I, I know I'm butchering it, but Nova again, Scotia, I'm, not, got it. I'm not Middle European, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. So there's this big debate going on, and Doom is actually being summoned to the UN to speak. On behalf of Latveria, because you know tensions are rising, something's got a something's going on, and Doom is assassinated. <sighs> this is How? evident. How? Oh, well, hold on, I'm, I'm getting. This is evidently the event that triggers the change in the future. Uh, Miguel tries to warn Peter that this is about to happen, but when the gunshot goes off, Miguel fades from existence 
like Marty McFly at the end of the original Back to the Future. Man, no more guitar solos. He, yeah, exactly. He's gone. Now, of course, this wasn't Doom. This was a Doom bot. But since somebody had the audacity to try to assassinate Doom, mm-hmm. Doom has now locked down the island of Manhattan. We're going to war. And has demanded the assassin be brought before him or consequences. Wow. Okay. It's reasonable so far. You know what? Reasonable, yes. You know what? That sounds very doomish. And it's the chameleon. The yeah. chameleon is working for the government of Scamaria. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. So we're bringing in a lot. There's a lot of spy craft going on. Peter Parker, which I did not know this because this was evidently introduced in another Spider-Man ongoing. Peter has a sister, Teresa Parker. A uh, legit sister. Legit sister okay. back when Peter's parents were spies. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they did that. Because that's a whole fuck. Because that's a whole thing. I forgot they did that, right. And again, I don't know the logistics of who Teresa (laughs) is. All I know is that she is a spy. She's former S.H.I.E.L.D. She's still working for the government. She's big time spy stuff. And she teams up with Spider Man when it comes to spy stuff, especially when dealing with the chameleon. But but essentially, it's, it's the two of them trying to figure out how to get the assassin who was hired by the chameleon. To Doom without Doom blowing up New York. Right. That'd be bad, right? It, it would okay. be very, very bad. Not and uh, again, <laughs> lots of spy craft. Doom is is making threats. He's destroying property. And because Miguel was there for a split second, he evidently dropped his personal assistant, Lila. So now Peter has future tech that has an abundance of energy and he plugs it into this device that can predict the future. Now with the power source, it can it can predict the future. So he's trying to figure out a way to resolve this entire thing without Doom killing him or any of the other heroes. I like it. This is completely separate from anything that's going on in those one shots for 2099. Oh, yeah. all, we, all we know is that if this isn't resolved... 29 is gone. Doom takes over and the future is Change. is over. There's that story. Now you go over to the 2099 one shots, mm-hmm. Alpha and all the other stuff. All they've done is, hey, guess what? This is now the current version of 2099 based off of the events of modern day Marvel. So it's pretty much the same world, but not. Okay. Corporations still rule supreme. Mm-hmm. There are little winks and nods to the original stuff to where old fans like me can go, oh, I see what you did there. The problem is, is that, oh, I see what you did there isn't, oh, I see what you did there. It's, oh, I see what you did there. It's, You'll be happy with this. Is it just Ravage is gone. Stone? Yeah. No, no, no. There is no Ravage. Oh, Ravage doesn't even exist. Evidently, there's this whole section of irradiated Earth okay. that is called the Ravage. Can I say something real quick about this? Oh, please. Tight. <sighs> Also, mutants exist, but you never see any. They're they're talked about like they're whispered about. Hmm. And people who have a certain brain malady, they're called, oh, oh, he's got the skull fire. Not that's the tel- only not telepathy. No. Well, no, it not it has nothing to do with I have powers. It's you're you're crazy. Oh you're nuts. Huh. Oh, oh, I see what you're, you're doing there. Yeah. Other than that, again, there's no there's no heroes. Doom rules supreme. Doom rules the future. We don't know how he can still be alive, but Doom is there in his fortress torturing Uatu, the Watcher, for more information. 
Now, the thing that boggles my mind is Uatu is dead. Yeah. He was killed during Original Sin. Sin right. right. Eyes ripped out and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So Nick how Fury can... Is the watcher. Right, right, exactly. How, how can this be the future if that character's dead? Again, okay, so... Maybe I don't know something. Maybe Uatu will come back. Maybe he will be resurrected. Uh, again, comic book magic. Yeah. The Thorites in from the original yeah. line. Church of Thor. Church of Thor. Right. Yeah, just just these people who enjoyed the the teachings of the Norse god Thor. Nope. In this new version, they are brutal, sadistic street gangs. Oh, I was hoping they'd worship Better Ray Bill instead. No, no, they still worship Thor. But it's pretty much it's all they're against technology, huh. so you can't have any tech. And if you are somebody who enjoys tech and you wander into Thorite territory, they will. Well, you might be lucky; they might just kill you, or they'll rip you apart, or maybe they'll sacrifice you to Thor. Okay, it's just weird to have them do that one eighty where they're like peaceful religious yeah, people to right. be like now they're street gang brawlers. I mean, cannibals. what were we talking about in the last segment? Religious people, am I right? Religious, religious zealots. zealots. Yeah, zealots. Oh, 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 zealots, man. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not zealots. bad mouth all religion, just the zealots. Yeah. I'm sure there were a couple of good Thorites. The kids, the yeah. kids, the kids were good because they hadn't been, been, yeah, right, because they hadn't been brainwashed into thinking the way their parents do. All of the one shots are kind of a look at the world mm-hmm. uh, of the okay. future and kind of revolve around what that character would be. The first one shot that came out was uh, Fantastic Four. Very interesting concept because it, t- it has Herbie who is trying to assemble the family. Mm. And it seems like what he's doing is he's trying to find people who are in the world that have similar <laughs> abilities as the original Fantastic okay. Four. When you say abilities, do you mean like... Somebody is stretchy. Okay, so you're some, thinking, somebody you're can powers. powers. The I was abilities. Like there's a pilot. There's, no, okay, no, okay, no, no. More like... Yeah, the abilities powers. of the Fantastic Four. Well, somebody who can ignite on fire. No, somebody who's made of a very strong material. Okay. Somebody who can go invisible. Somebody who can go stretchy. I'm reading the book and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, this is an interesting way of doing this. I, I can actually get All behind right. this. Turns out, though, that by the end of the book, we do a, a, a full 180 and go dark. Herbie's evidently been playing around with genetics. Oh, no. And he he's done this several times before. And for one reason or another, somebody doesn't fit the mold correctly. He, he takes them out. He wipes them all out. All of them? He kills them all and starts over. Oh, man. So it's not even like, sorry, fire guy. You're not quite the fire exactly. guy we need. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you've been fired. And no. one of them, the invisible the invisible person in this this current roster, was a child. Oh, it was a little kid. Well, not anymore. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, not okay. how I would have gone, but okay. if we're going dark, I can go there. Mm-hmm. That went dark real fast. Then we get to Conan, and that happened. <laughs> That's Conan is cursed by Morgan Le Fay yeah. to live forever, okay, essentially. Sense, so there he is, still Le- being all Conan. Leotard in, and sword? In the, yeah. That's so weird. Uh, he finds a way to break the curse because she's kind of like attached herself to him. And he gets rid of that, right? And he's like, well, you know what? I'm done with Earth. Finds a Nova helmet, puts it on, and flies off into space. So Nova Conan. Nova in space. Or Nova Conan. Yeah. Punisher 2099. It has Jake Gallows in it. Oh, bummer. I was hoping it was all revolved around him. But he's the bad guy. Oh, that sucks. He's the guy that, that, that proves that the system is flawed because all of the public eye officers. Right. Their helmets record everything, All right. so that 
when you go back to review a case or anything like that, you just upload it and then rewatch it. No big right. deal. Well, things have been changed. Things have been corrupted. Things have been tweaked. And the main character, and I can't even remember his name. That's how forgettable it is, decides to go down the rabbit hole. And, yeah, that happens. He becomes deal, Punisher. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, like, taken out at the very end of the oh. the story. So Jake Gallows figures out that the system is corrupt. No. No, the Jake other Jake Gallows is corrupt. Okay. Sorry, yes, that's yeah. where I was it's the other. It's the, uh, this other Jake guy. Jake Gallows is the bad guy. Jake Gallows is he's the, the problem. Yeah. He's, yes. got yeah, it turns okay. out he's not as pure as we thought he, he was. He is the problem, which okay. I, I was like, oh, that's just that's just a waste. Yeah. That's, that really is. What a twist. Uh, not really, yes. but way to close up that character's book. Ghost Rider was almost the exact same origin as the original book. A few minor tweaks, but it was almost the same story, except when Zero dies while he's hooked up to the uh, the internet. Right. Instead of the Ghost Works, a collection of mm. AIs, it's now Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, King of Hell, because he's King of Hell currently in the comic books, right. modern Marvel. He's like, what did you think Hell was going to be for you, kid? You know, you you weren't a good person. So, yeah, of course, I'm showing up. But I got news for you. I like your style. How would you like a chance to uh, take out all the people that killed you? And he downloads them into the Super Warbot thing. And I'm like, oh. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what that is to me? That's that guy elbowing you really hard. Huh? Huh? Look at yeah. that. Huh? Huh? And you're like, I get it, dude. Venom was Stop. the same thing. It's that like, sucks, it's dude. like okay, so I've been reading all these Venom books in modern Marvel. Right. And what they decide to do in the future, we've got a symbiote. <sighs> and, we've, and we've chopped Hopefully this it. one left. We've chopped it up so many times to where it's barely a spec, but you put it on somebody. It can heal you. It gives you abilities. Yikes. Well, the the girl that who was in a horrible car accident, right. where, I mean, they use her as a test subject, put the symbiote in her, it heals her, but she actually can communicate the with oh. the spec. Okay, so she got the brain. Because- it's all screaming because it's in pain. It's been separated. Oh, so yeah. Much. It's been dice, slice, and dice. So she's like compelled to help the symbiote release all the other ones so that by the end, they're all back together again. And she is Venom. You got the gang back together. Venom. Yeah. Venom. 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 So wait. So they're all, they, they've, they've done all the work. They chopped it all up, but they haven't put it out. They're, she's just the first test of it. So it's like she doesn't have to go to like this place, that place, and that place no. and find these people. It's all in the laboratory. Right, right. Okay. It's almost yeah. like kind of the movie was. It's all it's right there in the same eh. lab. Yeah. Well, again, remember, it's a one-shot. Yeah. Uh, then Doom, I figured, oh, well, we're finally going to get some answers <laughs> of why Doom is alive <laughs> in the future yeah. and how he can do stuff. Oh. Uh, it's this guy running around. Is it Doombot? It, it. No, oh. actually, we're getting these weird flashbacks of Doom with Reed Richards in modern day. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, some time travel stuff, cool. And we build and we build and we build and we find out we think that this guy who lost his memory but he's slowly giving it back is Doom. And now he's facing his future self who's in control of the world. It's not. It's actually Reed Richards. Hmm. Hmm. And Doom kills him. Again, Reed Richards is in this weird time loop to where he dies but then... Moments later, another version of him materializes because of the loop and wanders back through the ravage again, trying to figure out who he is. 
sometimes he faces doom and is killed like that, or sometimes he just dies in the ravage. And I'm like, that tells me nothing. That's a cool story. It's a it's but a cool story. Kind of worthless, but worthless in the in the larger scale. That's what I'm saying. And then the very last one is probably the most important. Spider Man 2099, the one shot. This version of Miguel is horrible. He is all corporate. Ew, yuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is a guy who is is extremely selfish. To work for Alchemex, you're not recruited. You volunteer, and you're injected with the Rapture. Rapture isn't like this addictive chemical to keep you working for us. It's a performance enhancer. It makes you smarter. It's like Red Bull. Miguel isn't producing as much as he was for the company. So now he's under a lot of pressure. So he's like, I just won't take the drug. You can't control me if I don't take the drug. So now he has to go and get it from drug dealers. Oh, this is, this is kind of dumb. Like, it, well, and the way this all ends is before he's about to die and pass out because, you know, the drug dealers betray him. Of course. There's this old man standing there in the in the sewer tunnel that he's fallen into. Silver Surfer. And he's like, take my hand. Who are you? I'm you. The lizard. Got it. Well, no, he says, I'm you. <laughs> so it's another, which so means it's, it's Miguel. old man Miguel. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That makes yeah, this, my, is where, yeah. this is where it gets even more confusing. So now we get to Omega. This Miguel is the Miguel that we know okay. who was there when Doom was assassinated and then faded away. So Miguel 1. Miguel, let's call him Miguel 1. He remembers everything of the way that 2099 used to be. Okay. And he tells this Miguel, I've been waiting 80 years to talk to you so that we can get this world back on track because it needs heroes. So that means that that Miguel was stuck in like is technically in our current time. Well, the thing is, is that you don't realize until you read the last issue of the Amazing Spider-Man uh. Uh, story arc is when Peter figures a way to fix what the chameleon had done and and gets doomed to actually leave and not destroy anything. Miguel shows back up. Miguel one shows back up and is reunited with his wife and baby in our time in our time. And again, it's like, what? what? Mm. So now we're supposed to believe that that Miguel survived for 80 years to talk to Miguel number two, Right. Tell him the way that the world used to be, the future used Wouldn't to be. Wouldn't that make the Miguel like 100, 110? Probably, yeah. I mean, give or take. He was very well preserved. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Miguel number two, I don't want anything to do with this. Screw this. I'm not going to be some hero. Forget it. Until his brother's killed. Now. Now he's lost everything. It's hero time. Now he has a reason. He uses the research that he's been doing, gives himself spider powers, and the last page is, now I am a Spider-Man. And he's wearing the classic costume. And I'm like, these two things don't fit together. At all. You can't put the Amazing Spider-Man story with these one-shots and, and have them make any freaking sense whatsoever. It sucks. And that is the thing that is most frustrating. Because if I knew that I didn't need to intersperse, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I wouldn't have probably bought any of them. Yeah. I, sort of like, I, I still would have got I mean, it yeah, because it's really. $20.99. Yeah, I'm still going to read them. But I wouldn't have done what the checklist told me to do because the checklist oh. is worthless. Yeah, no, it, it, you're right. Absolutely it makes, all worthless. That, all that checklist was telling you is what came out that month. Yeah, that, that's, and, it. And that's it. And I hate those because it's like, I don't need a shopping list. I, I wanted a reading I want a reading order. order. Because right. I, well, Never I was assuming that. because they put it this way, there was going to be a reading order and it would all make sense by the end. 
But, but it didn't. <laughs> Big old bag of poopy. So what I'm really getting out of this is it's not good enough for a full episode, and that's why it's a current issue. That is correct. I really feel like that they really were enjoying going, let's go the opposite of this guy. Let's see what the opposite is. I get what they were trying to do. This guy's right-handed. He's now left-handed. I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to incorporate some old stuff with some new stuff, but it was like, let's make it reflective of Marvel now. Mm -hmm. And that's where you go wrong because the old stuff, it wasn't reflective of anything. Anything. It was a blank slate. Which is why I could stay consistent and be a fixed point in time. Exactly. You start doing this new stuff, everything that comes out, every special event from here on out affects that future. Right. I'm going to assume if you've been listening to this segment- you have read, or at least were interested in, the new 2099 storyline. So if so, I want to know what your experience was imbibing all of this, because I'm I'm left with a mixed bag. It's half of a good story and then half of a good concept. But that's just my opinion. I want to know what you guys think. Reach out to us at all of our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or hit us up at our website at mybigfatpolis.com. Those were our current issues, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you found the content educational and entertaining. Until our next installment, I'm Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. And I'm Marv Danger. Reminding you to practice safe comic book collecting. Always bag and board your books before sliding them into a box. Wink. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time... Keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy! Not the containment unit! Let me do like kind of like the uh beep 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 beep. This just in guys. Okay, wait a minute. Oh no beeps. You don't okay. have to do the beeps. <laughs> oh, you're into the beeps. I can add the beeps in. <laughs> I like the beeps. Spoiler. I really don't think that's it, but close. That's it. He was dead on. <laughs> oh damn! Wow. We twenty twenty coming at you with a bang. Hopefully, I don't get pulled road? into another dimension. Hey, whoa, whoa! No don't promises. even joke that's about not that funny. stuff.